0: Welcome to Tardisian Files, a show dedicated to reviewing and discussing aspects of one of the most loved and longest running British sci fi shows. This podcast is a non profit, fan led series where we pull together sources from all across Doctor Who's extended media, including the show itself, comics, audio stories, and novels. Hello everybody! Welcome to Tardisian Files. It is our series finale and to wrap it all up, considering the fact that this What If scenario made up the bulk of this series, we are going to finally finish the story of What If the Doctor Never Met Donna Noble for a second time. Without further ado, we're going to pick up where we left off last time with the Doctor, Rose, Jack, Gwen, Yanto, Sarah Jane and Martha all gathered in the Tortured Three hub. The Subwave network, as per the Doctor's instructions, is still broadcasting through time and space. And the Daleks are moments away from storming the hub. The Doctor and his companions have a plan, and they all spring into action, Sarah Jane and Jack pair up, with Jack giving Sarah his vortex manipulator and reactivating his teleport function using the two constants in Martha's indigo device's computer panel. Martha uses the indigo device to travel to Germany with the Osterhagen key. The Doctor and Rose head back up to the TARDIS and dematerialise back into space. And finally, Gwen and Yanto activate the hub's time-lock field, just as the first inbound Daleks are detected approaching them from the street above. Back at the TARDIS, Rose is telling the Doctor about her travels through the multiverse, and how, in Pete's world, their version of Unit developed a dimension cannon which could also read the timelines of various universes. And in the timeline of this universe, they detected a massive distortion of unknown origin. Unfazed by this, they materialise in space within hailing range of the Crucible. In Germany, Martha has bought her Osterhagen station online and has commanded her fellow UNIS operatives to broadcast beyond planet Earth upon hearing the Doctor's signal. And finally, in the lower decks of the Crucible, Jack and Sarah Jane are making their way through the ship, searching for the opportune place to wire the warp star into the ship's power grid. They both freeze and duck into a nearby maintenance room overlooking the very thing that caught them off guard. Some kind of testing deck, where a group of abducted humans are being herded by the Daleks to stand underneath some strange green glowing device. The sight fills both Sarah Jane and Jack with dread. Nevertheless, they quickly begin to wire the warp star into the ship's power grid, and prepare to broadcast their own signal. The Doctor hails the Crucible from the TARDIS, and soon he's face to face once again with Davros. Davros applauds them for their use of the time lock at Tortured 3, using the ultimate defence mechanism to protect the Subwave. He then issues the Doctor with an ultimatum. Stop the Subwave, or else the Daleks will rain hellfire down on Earth. The Doctor smiles wickedly, And says that if Davros wants to issue ultimatums he'd better be prepared for retaliation. He thumbs a button on the console. Just then Martha's face appears on the conference call from the Osterhagen station. She declares that if the Daleks do not retreat from Earth entirely she will use the Osterhagen network to destroy Earth. The Daleks need these specific 27 planets for something but is Davros really willing to take the risk of losing one? Next, Jack and Sarah Jane appear on the screen and add another layer to the Doctor's ultimatum. If the Daleks don't retreat from Earth, they will use the Warp Star to destroy the Crucible. Either way, it would be a crippling loss for the Daleks' fleet. Davros is visibly angered. He orders the Supreme Dalek to withdraw Dalek forces from Earth. In the tortured hub, the sound from the Daleks outside suddenly stops. Gwen and Yanto look at one another in relief. The Daleks are leaving them alone, just as the Doctor said they would. Back on the crucible, Davros's withered face twists into a vindictive smile. He has one more nasty surprise up his sleeve. He switches the feed of the call to the Doctor and his companions, showing them the testing site, a little way away from where Jack and Sarah are watching. He then declares to them all, that they will witness the final test of the Daleks' ultimate weapon, the Reality Bomb. The Doctor and his companions watch in horror as the 27 planets begin to shine with Z-neutrino energy, and the people in the testing site all crumble away into... nothing. Chuckling to himself, Davros then explains to them what they all just witnessed. The energy from the planets is focused by the Reality Bomb, cancelling out the atomic binding fields that holds matter together, causing things and people to crumble into nothingness, and that the final detonation would resonate out of the rift at the heart of the Medusa Cascade, sending its deadly energy wave throughout the entire multiverse. Rose realises that this is what she witnessed in every reality, the stars going out and Earth dying. The Doctor gives Javros a look of malice, declaring him insane. He then issues another, more ominous statement. That footage was broadcast along the subwave network, not just to the TARDIS, but to other places where the original signal was first received. Just then, an armada of time ships and Jadoon ships come out of warp drive, arriving at the Medusa Cascade. It's a combined task force from the Time Agency and the Shadow Proclamation. Both Helen Barnes and the Shadow Architect hail the Dalek ships, they declare open combat on the new Dalek Empire, having heard the signal that the Doctor had relayed to them in the previous episode. Soon, the Medusa Cascade is filled with laser fire. The Doctor then thrusts the TARDIS back into flight, telling Rose that they have to get to the Crucible transmat system, and send all the planets back to their original orbits. They are all now in line of fire and completely defenseless. Back on Earth, Yanto, Gwen, Martha and Sarah Jane's son Luke all hear the sounds of laser fire around them. The Earth is taking severe damage from the battle. On board the crucible, Jack rigs the warp star to detonate on a timer. Sarah Jane protests, but Jack says that there will be Daleks coming for them both now, and she needs to get back to Luke to keep him safe now that the Earth is vulnerable to the ship's firepower. He tells her that with the Daleks distracted, the hub's time lock can be unsealed momentarily, allowing her and Luke to take refuge there. Sarah Jane agrees, and she uses the vortex manipulator to get back to Earth while Jack informs Gwen to let Sarah Jane and Luke into the hub, but to put the time field back up as soon as they arrive. In another part of the ship, the Doctor and Rose make their way towards the transmat drive of the Crucible, the device used to steal all the planets in the first place. In this timeline, the Doctor sends Earth home first, getting them out of the line of fire, but also cutting him off from Sarah Jane, Martha and Tortured Three. He and Rose work to send all the planets home, with the Doctor running Rose through all the required controls. Just as they finish, however, they are all intercepted by a group of Daleks who take them to Davros. They arrive in the Crucible's lower decks, finding that Jack is already there, having gotten caught by a group of Daleks on the testing deck where he was hiding. Davros seals them all in containment fields. With the sound of the battle raging on outside, Davros and the Supreme Dalek are both furious at what the Doctor has done, with Davros accusing the Doctor of hypocrisy and genocide. The Doctor furiously bites back, declaring that the Daleks are nothing but monsters who will seek to destroy everything that isn't like them. They do not deserve to exist in this universe, and every planet and civilization would be safer with such a hateful race of beasts, dead and buried. At that moment, Dalek Khan interrupts them with his insane laughter, and he declares that this is what he said all along. The Dark Lord and the end of the Daleks. Davros tells him to be silent, saying that the battle is not lost yet. Khan then speaks of a pretty little star and a large blast. The Dalek's dying in fire and blood, just as he had intended. At that moment, the containment fields round the Doctor, Rose and Jack disappear and reappear around Davros and the Supreme Dalek. The Dalek guards' casings become immobile as Khan cuts the power from them, giggling gleefully as he does so. He reveals that his insanity revealed to him the truth about the Daleks, and he declared no more. The Doctor then laughs spitefully and tells Davros that even one of his greatest creations can see the abomination of the Daleks. He sonics a nearby computer bay linked to the transmat beam. He, Jack and Rose are all transported back to the TARDIS. At the moment they dematerialise, the Warp Star goes off, and the Crucible detonates. In the Lower Decks, Davros is screaming, cursing the Doctor's name as he and his creations burn, for the final time. The Doctor, Jack and Rose all watch from the scanner as the Dalek ships burn, and the Time Agency and Shadow Proclamation's ships have emerged victorious. Jack and Rose look at the Doctor, concerned now that they have had a moment to consider how he fooled the Daleks into giving up their location, and how he raised an army from the Shadow Proclamation and the Time Agency. They haven't seen such darkness from him since his last incarnation. With the battle won, the Doctor sets a course for Earth, but when they arrive, he's horrified by what he sees. Cardiff is intact, but the heavy damage it suffered is evident on the streets. Sirens can be heard all over the city, and a nearby television shop with the news playing shows an emergency news report of all major cities and urban areas' emergency services being overwhelmed with calls for help nationwide. A call comes through on Jack's mobile, a two-way call from Sarah-Jane at The Hub and Martha in Germany. The whole planet suffered heavy losses from the battle. Jack immediately starts running back towards the hub to join the efforts to help the city recover. As he goes, he keeps repeating to the Doctor, it's not your fault, you saved us. But the Doctor cannot hear him. He's haunted with guilt with how his reckless actions have caused all of this destruction. He thinks back to everything he's done recently, sealing Midnight in a time lock, blowing the Sontarans up, losing River in the library, losing Jenny on Messaline, all because he let his dark side get the better of him. He's not felt such shame for a long time. And now it's back, he cannot bear it. When he finally turns to look at Rose, he gets an idea. A particularly insane idea, but at this moment he has very little doubt in his mind that this universe may have just bared too much of his wrath. He and Rose go back into the TARDIS and he starts disarming the safeguards and recalibrating the dimensional settings on the TARDIS. This is going to be his last journey, he tells Rose. He pulls the DMAT lever. When they rematerialise, Rose finds herself in a familiar place, Bad Wolf Bay in Norway. She instinctively knows that this is the same place she last saw the Doctor. He's taken them both into Pete's world. The Doctor exits the TARDIS and locks it behind him. Rose looks at him and asks why he's brought them here. The Doctor replies that he's making a fresh start, while he still has the chance. New universe, new Doctor. Rose protests, saying that the TARDIS will die if it's in the wrong universe, but the Doctor tells her that the TARDIS has been capable of traversing the multiverse before, during his 4th, 3rd and 8th incarnations. All he did was adjust the TARDIS's biodata according to what he learnt on those travels. Now the TARDIS will reconfigure itself to acclimatise to the new universe, but it would take at least a year for the TARDIS to do so. Finally, Rose asks the Doctor why he'd leave everyone else behind but stay with her. The Doctor replies that he's gone too far, become too confident, and too violent. He doesn't want any of his friends to be around that side of him, and because of him, the Earth of NSpace has been ravaged by the battle he declared on the Daleks, something he didn't foresee when he was scouring the universe for the Earth's whereabouts. Seemingly satisfied, Rose dials Pete at the unit control, telling him she needs a unit helicopter to pick them and the TARDIS up and bring them to London. Once in London, Pete, Jackie and Mickey greet them all, surprised to see the Doctor. When the Doctor explains he'll be staying, and inquires if the Unit scientific advisor position is vacant at their version of unit, Pete gives it to him on the spot. The Doctor feels a small pang of relief, knowing that he's in a setting that will teach him some humility while the TARDIS is reconfiguring itself, just like it did in his third incarnation during his exile. Meanwhile, back in the main universe, the Earth slowly begins to recover, with the Doctor's remaining companions aiding the clean up. However, unbeknownst to them all, The Doctor will no longer be around to save them when they need help. The Earth is more vulnerable than ever to alien threats. How will Unit, Torchwood and Sarah Jane deal with the increased threats of invasion on their own? Dalek Khan's prophecy comes true. The universe is now a very dark place indeed. have it folks. I have to admit there was a time when I was writing this where I wasn't quite sure what the direction would lead to because obviously I had to go through the plot lines and essentially establish what would happen in this episode without Donna and I had to make sure that it all flowed through. The idea of the Doctor moving to Pete's world rather than keeping Rose with him um, all kind of stemmed from the fact that there wouldn't be a Metacrisis Doctor in this universe because there'd be no Donna, which means there'd be no Dr. Donna, and that also means that a Doctor's hand just wouldn't get used. I know that I took a bit of creative liberty with, oh, the TARDIS can just acclimatise the new universe. It, you know, there's evidence in the Doctor Who extended lore to kind of back that up, so uh, I think I'm justified. I really hope you've enjoyed this series, it has been a joy to make and I'm really looking forward to recording the new season where we'll be kicking it off with reviewing the 2023 Christmas special with the 15th Doctor and Ruby Sunday. If you haven't already, please check out the rest of our episodes, they are on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Also check out our Instagram and TikTok pages if you haven't already. And as always, see you next time on Tardisian Files.